Amen. Well, welcome again, everybody. How many people were here at the first service that, that came back? Look at that. We got some double dippers, man. That's good. That's great. We got room. That's wonderful. Well, today is all about Jesus. How about that? Every time we come in here, it's about Jesus. And I thought, man, isn't that amazing? When I was putting a sermon together. I thought about something your dad told me a long time ago when we were hanging out, Greg. And we were talking about the, you know, the resurrection and all this. And, and, and Greg and Cindy said, you know, bro, it's all about the man in the middle. And that just stuck with me. It's all about the man in the middle. But I'm going to tell you what. We're going to start with the man in the middle. And we're going to talk about how he overcame, right? And how he rose. And now we're really talking about the man on the right-hand side of God interceding for you and I. Amen? Because he is risen. Is he risen? Yes. Absolutely. So today, I really pray that today is a message that isn't seasonal, but personal. See, a lot of times at Easter, people come in and they'll just slide in for a little bit. And they go, oh, yeah, I know that message. Really? You know? Now, that message, I never get tired of the message of Jesus Christ. How about you? That's, that's the message. That is the message. That's, what, that's why we can get up in the morning and, and do what we do, you know? But I hope today it's not just a seasonal message, but it's a personal message. Because what you do with what you hear today makes all the difference in the world. And I tell you, there will come a time that you, you really need to know that you know that you know that you know that Jesus is Lord and Savior. I think that's today, isn't it? It's always good stuff. So let's take a look at that. I hope we really take a minute and see the benefit of the magnitude of what God has done for us on the cross. I mean, you ever think about that? We can breathe because Jesus is Lord and Savior. We can go to sleep good at night knowing if we don't wake up here, we'll wake up there. Knowing Jesus. Amen. That's everything. And, you know, sometimes we go through some tough stuff. There's folks amongst us right here today lost a loved one, things like that. But let me tell you, in ministering to the family, when I could talk to the family and they say, I know that my loved one is in heaven because they received Jesus Christ. Who? come on now. That, that's something right there. Does it still hurt when we miss somebody? Absolutely. But I tell you what, it's just a little bit of time. They're getting there. They're getting the party started before we get there. So I hope today that you just open, open your heart up. And listen real close. And, and I wrote this down earlier in the week. And I kind of want to put this framework around your heart, okay? And I, I'll read it or I'll mess it up. I said, let's put, a, put our hearts on trial today. What do you mean by that? If you put your heart on trial today, would you be found guilty of loving Jesus? Think about that. That's pretty deep, isn't it? If, if you put your heart on trial today, would you be found guilty of loving Jesus Christ? When the Lord gave me that earlier in the week, I, I, just, I just couldn't get over that. I said, you know, isn't that amazing? So many times, yeah, I know the Lord. I know about him. And then we put him up after about, about, I don't know, about three miles out from the church. We'll put him back to the side and put him in the box, you know. And then Monday comes, you forgot all about him. Then Wednesday, you might think a little bit about it, you know. But I want to tell you what today. I pray that we put God in the center of all we do. Talking about the man in the middle. And I got some scripture to go with that. We're going to jump in from right here. If you got your Bibles with you, we're going to be primarily in John 19, verse 18. And I got some other scriptures throughout here. And uh, we're going to jump on in. John 19, 18 says, There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on each side, and Jesus in the middle. And I said, You know, life is full of decisions, isn't it? Anybody made any bad ones? I'm going to pray for y'all. Y'all be hands up everywhere. You know, look at that. Yeah, absolutely. We make some bad ones. Aren't you glad that God doesn't just say, well, you know, that's it. You blew it. I'm thankful for that. But, you know, just like we see in the last hours of Christ, we see one man received him and one man mocked him. And I pray that, you know what, we're amongst receivers today. 
And, you know, that just brings us to our first point. Life is filled with choice. Excuse me. Hopefully it's filled with choice. Give me another sausage biscuit. That's what I need. Let's jump in here. If you got your paperwork, got some good things to take some notes on today. Life is filled with choices. And I thought, man, it really is because we got what? We got free will. God gives us free will. I said, God's love for us is so amazing. I said, who would think after paying such a high price for our freedom that God would still give us the opportunity to choose? You know, you ever bought anything? You said, now you're going to do this and you're going to take care of it this way and everything else because I paid for it. He doesn't do that. He said, I paid for it. I want you to have it. Man, that's love. That blows my mind that God says, you're worth it that much. And I love you so much. And yeah, I want you to love me. But I want you to find out that you love me on your own. And when I start thinking about it, it makes me love God even more because I'm not a robot. You know, I, I have a choice. I have a say in this whole thing. I said it's humbling to think that, it, that, that even after all that he's given for me, I still have a choice. And you know what? Whether you make a choice to receive Jesus Christ or not, you really have. You say, well, what do you mean? If you choose not to receive him, guess what you've done? You just rejected him. You know, I hope today that you hear the word and it touches your heart. And you say, man, I got free will. And my free will is this, Lord, I need you. Lord, come into my life. How many know that it's, it's amazing that we can freely love him, freely serve him, and freely accept him? Even though we're damaged goods. Anybody know? We're a little damaged goods sometimes, aren't we? Right? You can stay here all day without Pastor Buddy telling you that, right? <laughs> in our own self, that's what it is. But I'm going to tell you, through the eyes of Christ, God says, you're finished. You're righteous. You're more than a conqueror. Therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate you from the love of God. Nothing. Nothing. So did I just say, go live how you want and sin and do that? I didn't say that. I'm just telling you, guess what? The work of the cross and the risen Savior, Savior Jesus Christ, has sealed us. Until he comes back and gets us. That's some good news. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I was looking through a few things. How many know obedience is better? Amen. Everybody's got kids. They say, yes, it is. Right. But guess what? You were there too one time. You know. And how, how, do you, how many know that sometimes your folks will help you with that lesson? To tell you that obedience is better. Right. I, I think so. I know I've had a couple of lessons on that over time. I said, the Bible tells us that be, the obedience is better than sacrifice. And I said, you know, obedience to God is better making sacrifices and offerings, you know, because it's a relationship. I said disobedience is an act of rebellion. Diso being disobedient is sinful. Disobedience is a, is a form of idolatry. Disobedience disrespects the word of God. Disobedience is based on looking good to other people rather than to God. Isn't it? Sometimes you, you want to, well, I just want to go with the crowd. I just want to fit in. Everybody else is doing it. Ah. Man, do you ever think about that when you turn your kids loose? You try to give them the best road map and tell them everything else. But everybody else is doing it. How many know that doesn't usually fly with mom and dad? It never did in my house. Because what do they say next? Well, if they want to jump off a bridge, would you follow them? <laughs> and they look at my knees and they go, gosh, I think you did. <laughs> Man, it's crazy. You do some crazy stuff. I mean, I think back some of the stuff. I am happy to be alive at all. But, you know, especially today we get to do things. I told you some of the crazy stuff that I've done. And my boy said, Dad, you're getting old. I said, no, I just use this body hard. You know, swinging out of trees, jumping motorcycles, falling on pool tables, all those good things. But guess what? God said, I still use you. 
That's amazing, isn't it? I would not pick me. You know, I would think, I think I'll just pass. You know, any volunteers? Get that guy. But you know what? We all feel like that sometimes. But what I want you to hear today is God knows who you are. He knows your mistakes. He knows your weak points and he knows your good points. And he can capitalize on them and make your life so much better than what's going on now. And you say, well, my life's pretty good right now. I'm glad for you. That's good. But just think if you let Jesus take the wheel, how much better it'd be. Amen. I can tell you, I wish he took the wheel when I backed that trailer in there this morning. <laughs> Oops. And I'm thinking, I guess nobody's going to come out in the rain and help me back up. But you know what? We made it through. God's good all the time. So, you know, yes, it's important to be obedient. But if you're being obedient out of rules and regulations, you miss out on the best part. You miss out on the relationship. Can you believe that? Now, some of us guys will do exactly what their wife said because they know they better. Right? Come on, help me out, fellas. <laughs> and, then some, and then some of us do it because we love our wives. I try to pull you in, man. I'm on my own that time. But you know, isn't it better just go ahead and do it because she said do it because you love her? I better leave. I'm going to scratch that out. I will never preach that again. I'm trying to help you guys. You know, I'm trying to help you guys. And you go, I don't know, baby. He's on his own. <laughs> I didn't say nothing about it. And the wife is going, did you tell him something? No. <laughs> I want to know here. How many times when y'all leave here and you go, did you talk to Buddy this week? <laughs> Hey, it's God working, man. It's the Holy Spirit doing it, you know? And I'm sitting there, and what I always say, I'm preaching to me first. I'm thinking, oh, boy, that's me right there. Oh, that's me right there. But you know what? Obedience is better because when we're obedient to what God has for us, it is the best that God has for us. Amen? Didn't say it was comfortable. Sometimes it's not comfortable. Man, you ever been done wrong, and then you got to go back and say, you know, I probably didn't respond just the greatest way of that. Okay, if you haven't, you probably should go back and say, I didn't respond the way that I should, right? And God will give you the grace to do that. Well, what else do we got? I want you to know, even in the midst of bad decisions, poor decisions, and things like this, this is why I get up every morning. Things can change. Now, a lot of times when we think things can change, we think, oh, bad stuff's coming. Have you ever been around negative Ned and negative Nancy? Things are going good. How's it going? It's going good. But I'm just waiting for the other shoe to fall. So they're living in misery even when things are good. I don't want to sign up for that. I'm like, man, things are good. Things are good. You know, let's let's be happy about those things. But, you know, as time goes by, it's like, man, this is crazy. Listen to this real close. I said, your past can dictate your future if you choose to rebel. But your now can change your everything. Your now can change your everything. You receiving Jesus Christ now. you, You choosing to walk with God versus run from God. Can make a big difference. Pastor Butter's not saying, man, he told me all I got to do is A, B, and C, and my life's going to be good. Let's buy a lottery ticket. Didn't say that. Well, I'm going to tell you what. You can have the peace that passes all understanding. You ever have something go on at work or something go on in your family, and, and you share something with some people, and, and, and they look and they go, how in the world are you holding it together? And you just tell them that one word, Jesus. Isn't that true? That's a testimony to them. And then sometimes they want to egg you on to jump you over in the mud, you know. Yeah, you know, if they said that to me, you know what I do. Wouldn't you do that? Come on. Right to the edge. They don't want, want to push you over, right? And you say, no, nah, I think I'm going to pray for that person. They go, oh, my goodness. But I found out when working with all types of people and stuff, you won't get even with a pray for them. I'm teasing. <laughs> Just pray for them. I'll tell you what it will do. It starts working on you first. 
you start looking and say, well, man, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's things God needs to do in my life. And I'm going to tell you what, that's not a bad place to start. And you know what? God will show you and God will love you right where you are. But he loves you so much he refuses to leave you there. Isn't that amazing? You know, don't tell me you love me and my car's broke down and you drive off, right? Man, I really love you, brother. That's cool. All right. Yeah, it looks like that's going to be expensive. You know, God doesn't do that. He sends the tow truck. He lifts it up and changes the tire. You know what I mean? He puts you back in the seat. It's amazing. But things can change. And, you know, I, I had a couple other things. I said past, present, and future is filled with choices. We like choices, don't we? We think we do. Sometimes I wish I didn't have choices because guess what? I will pick the wrong one. You know, I'm the guy that took the multiple guess test. I love when it got to E, all of the above. I said, man, the chances are better. Let's just circle that one. All of the above. Now, in case y'all didn't know this, I've, I've read a lot of different things on test taking. They say, if you got a guess at a test and it's true or false, pick true. Because it's easier to make a true statement than a false one. You can thank Kikita in high school for that, right? I made it, baby. I was living on a prayer, right? I was praying a long time before I even knew the Lord, right? When I take it, I said, oh, man, right? And they say it's usually easier to put the answer in B or C. Hmm. I thought, isn't that something? I said, I'm going with C, Christ, right? Miles want to retake his, uh, his high school test, don't he? I can pass it this time. I'm going to get 100. But you know what? Wouldn't it be amazing if we just prayed and did what the Lord told us to do? Wouldn't it be amazing that if we really listened to what Christ had for us, and then we wouldn't have to guess? Today, I hope through the word of God that we can take out all the guesswork and have the no work. He did the work. He's the Savior. Amen? So I mentioned this earlier, and I think it's worth repeating. I said to make no choice is really a poor choice by default, isn't it? You ever seen that? Jesse's starting to drive, right? And he does good. But when you're a dad riding shotgun with the new guy driving, you don't know what he's going to do. So you tend to yell. Right? <laughs> According to him, I go, hey, man, what are you doing? What are you? Jesse always says, how do I do it? What are you thinking? <laughs> I do that. What are you thinking? I know that I got like two doing, more weeks. <laughs> what are you doing? Because I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking, <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all pray for me. Oh, but, but we did. <laughs> My brother-in-law said, you're next. You're next. You're His cousin getting ready to start driving in about, what, a few months? Whew. The reason I say that is we never know what's going on in somebody else's life or what they're thinking everything else. But as a mom or dad or somebody that cares, you want to get that information to them, you know? I don't know. Do you really see that car? <laughs> Please tell me he sees that car. Move this car. You know? And we, and we're okay. We're okay. You're okay and we're okay. <laughs> Praise God. Because your grandmama's praying over the car when we leave. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what, I, what I'm getting to is here is that if you pull out and you just stay there, that's not a good thing. How many know, and, and you know I'm not a big boat guy. I love them. And I see some really fancy handiwork. Our brother right here in the front row here, man, he's been doing some amazing work on some of those boats and stuff. Just a gift. And he gives God all the credit on it. That's just a side note. I just like that's amazing. You know, he's following in the footsteps of his, his daddy, a carpenter, right? The Lord Jesus Christ. I love it. And, you know, we look at things like that. But I said, you know, when we just stop, 
that's not necessarily a good thing to stay there all the time. I think it's great to stop and listen, see what God's saying, regroup and move on. But a lot of times we just freeze up. What does fear do to you? Stop. Stop. What does faith do? It'll move you, man. It'll move you. It'll keep you walking. It'll keep you looking up. It'll keep you singing. It'll keep you dancing. Even if they lock you in the bathroom at work. Instead of all y'all saw my, my Facebook thing where I uh, got locked in the, at work. I'll leave that alone. We'll save that for another day. <laughs> I filmed that because none of y'all would believe how they treat me. <laughs> she goes, I can, yes, I believe that. Even my mom said, son, you have more trouble in the restroom than anybody I know. The lock broke, mom. I was still getting paid. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But, you know, getting back to that, no choice is really a poor choice by default. If you hear the message today and you go, yeah, I'm going to think about that. That sounds okay and all that. And then you don't make it home. It really didn't do you any good, did it? I pray that, you know, by faith, you act on the message today. Again, not a seasonal message, but a personal message. We need to make it personal. Amen. God is a personal and loving God. Over and over, man, we see that. And I said, you know, when we refuse to receive God's offer, we just walk away from that. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if I said, hey, you know what? Uh, I'm going to wake you up. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to bathe you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to put money in your pocket. I'm going to give you this, 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 this. And you go, no, I'm okay. I'll do it on my own. Wow. That's just amazing to me that we don't even consider what God has done for us. That's amazing, isn't it? And you know, well, you know, a lot of people think about stuff. If you got more stuff, God must love them more. Let me tell you what happens with stuff. A lot of times, and there's nothing wrong with stuff, okay, in the right perspective. A lot of times, the very stuff that you get, you will put between God and you. I can tell you that I talk to a lot of people, and they hear a lot until they get their new boat. <laughs> and I don't see them. Or they, get a, or they go into Bush Gardens or whatever the case is. I'm not, I'm not coming down on that. I'm just saying, you know what? If something is a priority in your life, you will do it. Amen. I bet you everybody going to be at work tomorrow if they want a paycheck, right? Right? Man, you think about that. You're going to pay your, your house payment when you're going to pay it on time and all those things. If not, somebody's going to be going, uh, who are you? No, no, no. You're the guy who used to live here. Right? <laughs> but here's the thing. God has a home that's got plenty of rooms. He's got a mansion. And he's got a room for you. Isn't that amazing? And you know what? You don't have to pay rent on it. You don't have to buy your way in because you couldn't afford it. You don't have to be pretty and smart and all those different things that the world will tell you you have to, to have to, to qualify. We qualify in Christ. Amen. I hope we hear that today. Let's keep on rolling. I said, you know, what? I, I did want to hit this here when I was talking about our past. I had it down at the bottom. I said, your past can dictate your future if you choose to rebel. But your now can change everything. And I wrote this here. I said, it can forgive your past. Coming on, Team Jesus. Bring peace to your presence and bring freedom to your future. I tell you what, freedom is an amazing thing, isn't it? And it's an expensive thing. I love the men and women of the armed forces that have done so much and given so much so that we can freely serve the Lord and have what we have in this country today. I talked to a guy the other day, he was working on something. And he said last year, 256 days, he was in Russia and some other places. 
And he said, you know what? He's from Oklahoma. He said, you know what, boy? I tell you what, we might not have everything, have everything right, but I wouldn't trade nothing here. He says, the freedom that we have here is amazing. And he began to tell me stories. Let me tell you something. He had this, he had this, uh, he, he works on compressors and stuff. And he had these different tools. I said, how in the world do you fly with these tools? He said, boy, I got a story about every place I go. He was going somewhere out of the country. And he had this little laser tracker thing, which is about $70,000, he told me. And he had all the stuff in there. And they look, he, he had been back and forth several times. And just got somebody in the custom line and says, that's a laser. He goes, yeah. How much do you think it's worth? And my buddy says, oh, probably about $10,000 because he's been down this road before. He says, I give you a break today. You pay me $1,000 and we let it go through. That's a little corrupt. Oh, there's more to the story. My buddy said, that's all right. I want to see you supervise. He said, that's all right. That's my partner. Come on. He come over there. He says, we want $1,000. 500 for me, 500 for him. I said, what did you do? He said, I went to the ATM machine. I got to have it. And he said, what in the world does that have to do? Let me tell you, things are corrupt out there, folks. They didn't even blink. Didn't even blink. All those different things. And see, that's what happens with our mind. We start seeing these things. And we say, this Jesus deal is too good to be true. Right? He doesn't ask you for anything just to believe him. Isn't that amazing? What must I do to be saved? Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me tell you, that's the best deal in town. And nobody's twisting your arm. Nobody's holding you, uh, holding you to, the, to the cross. But I'll tell you what, I sure want to point you there. Because that's where it all begins. We got a whole lot to be thankful for. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right, we're going to keep on rolling here. All right. So we talked about the man in the middle. We talked about things getting in between us and stuff. And I said, man, you know, what stands between you and God's best? Oh, man, watch your toes now. Pastor Buddy, he's he, he getting a little rough now. I said, think about it. Questions, questions you know, you're thinking about this. What, what, what am I focusing on on the inside? You know, it, you might be surprised what's going on. But, you know, what is it that I put between me and God that keeps me from growing in God? We talked about it a little bit. Sometimes it's stuff. Sometimes it's time. I don't have time. I'm sure glad that God had time for us, aren't you? You know? How many know this? That when you put God first in your life, he can multiply your time, amen? I have no idea how I do what I do other than this, Jesus, right? And that's not a buddy bragging thing. That's a buddy thankful thing for what God does. You know, you work a couple of jobs, you do this. back. I was all over the place yesterday, man. I was back over here, down here, over here, back and forth. And next thing you know, I said, man, I got to work on my message. And I'm like, oh, it was 6 o'clock, I'm good. Made all those running around and all those things like that. God said, I got it. I know, I know what's coming on. Aren't you glad that God goes before us? But I pray that as we listen today, that you know what? It's not a bad thing to make a course correction every now and then. Amen? Make a course correction every now and then. What happens? How many people got uh, a GPS on their phone or something? Everybody. What happens? You run past that thing, you go, recomputing. Recomputing. God will let you recompute. You just need to line up on the cross. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah. That's it right there. And God's GPS is his word. 
His son. That's good stuff. So here we go. Where, are your, where is your focus? You know, you always have time for things that really matter. You get somebody with a new hobby, man, they can tell you all about it. I mean, they know what engine's in this car and they know what's going on or what type of paint to do this or how many stitches to be in this particular cross stitch. They, they know all about it because it matters. Just think if we took that same approach to what God has. See, sometimes I think back when I, when I first got saved, I was on fire, man. I was excited about Jesus. And I didn't know why everybody else wasn't excited about Jesus. Probably because I was too excited about Jesus the way I was dealing with him. When I go, hey man, you know about Jesus? <laughs> go, get away. <laughs> you know? I was like, I just want to. And so later on, I'm still excited, but I got to let God do the driving. Amen? You know? You can lead people to the Lord, but you don't necessarily have to dislocate their arm. You know what I mean? Just tell them what God's been doing. You know? Just, that's him right now. Tell him. <laughs> tell him. <laughs> Scott tried to get to it real fast. Don't, don't dislocate nothing, brother. It's all right. I want to talk. Let me talk to him. Hey, yeah, yeah, we're right in the middle of a service. Come on. I'm sorry. You know, that, you know what I love about church here? It's for real. It's for real. You know, can you imagine coming in here? Oh, hello, yes, how you doing? This is, you know, you're like, man, I choke out. Speaking of choking out, I got to tell you this. Thomas was practicing that song. He goes, where you go? Where you go? He goes, oh my gosh. Dad, I thought my bow tie was going to blow off. <laughs> when we were warming up, I was like, man, look out, dude. <laughs> Sing to Miss Tanya. <laughs> you know, but it looks good, son. This looks good. I'm in trouble. I didn't go back and redress it. Mom laid my clothes out. I'm a goner. Yeah. But you know, that's, that's what I love about the Lord so much is that he knows us and he loves us right where we are, you know? And, and that's the thing here. Our focus, what would happen if our focus was really on God? Wouldn't it just be amazing, you know, if everything we could just focus on that? But you know what? We let a lot of other things get in. You know, I was, I was hoping Nicholas was made, make it today. He's been taking karate a little bit. And everybody knows I used to love karate. Me and Thomas and Jesse used to take it hard out. And, and I get him sometimes when, when his mama ain't looking, you know, I go, mm, poke him like that. I say, oh, protect the center line, brother. That's the number one thing, protect the center line, you know. And, and, the, and the older I get and the wider I get, I got more center line. I ain't kidding. See, we went, me and Thomas got our black belts together. Man, I was in fairly good shape. Jesse was born. And, and I remember Thomas saying, just think, you could train Jesse when he comes back in about eight years. And I'm like, yeah, that ain't going to happen. Right? So I went back and tried to train Jesse, train Jesse up and all that. I had a new nickname when I went back to the dojo. I was called Pinata Boy. <laughs> Them kids about beat me to death, man. I'm not kidding. They were just going, hey, Mr. Buddy. Hey, Mr. Buddy. You got to protect that center line, man. That's what's going on. You know, so when you, when you square off the, the fight, you don't go like this. That's when you turn sideways. But like I said... After all the stuff, man, they've been bringing around my house, I got more on the side like that. You go, <laughs> you didn't have to keep laughing at me. I'm just trying to make a point. Everybody go, yeah, he does, doesn't he? <laughs> Pretty soon I'll be up here in my exercise pants. Yeah, boy, I tell you. That's good. Miss George, you got any more sauce and biscuits on there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. I got a message for y'all next week. It's on fasting. <laughs> Everybody come here. Uh, I ain't going to that church. 
<laughs> but you know, having people are happy. And then you come in there, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Pants all like that. You know, somebody down Oh, my goodness. Y'all pray for us. So protect the center line. I have no idea where I'm at anymore. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I love Kyle. She said, you're right where you're supposed to be. That's why she gets to sit up front. <laughs> but you know what? How much do we let get into that center line? How much do we watch the news? We talked about it. I won't re-preach last week. Man, we got, got the news on. Get in the car. You got uh, Savage and this. Who, who else you got on there, baby? Huh? We got everybody. We got a lot of talk radio. I go, you married to a guitar player. Get something with some music on here. Did you hear what they said? Did you hear what they said? I listen to that. I want to listen to something else. And then I get riding along and go, I can't believe they said that. I get hooked in there. You know? But I tell you what, man, I like listening. I like listening to the word. I like listening to praise music. You in your own little praise bubble, right? You're jamming all that. And I got one of those new steers in my old truck, man. And you put a thumb drive in there. I got like 263 praise songs. You know? And I look over there, yeah, 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 yeah. And I hit my song horn. Ooh, yeah, praise the Lord. And people going. I can see him covering the kids' eyes. I think he's drinking. But you know what? They give you the right away, though. When you do it, you, yeah. You're like, oh, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, man. Go ahead. Yeah. Go over there. But you know, what are you, what are you thinking about? What is your heart tuned to? And I, and I said, what's at the heart of the situation, man? Over and over. I said, man, we got to get down to business. At what's at stake? What's at stake in your life, in your family's life? How many know the result of you being here is somebody prayed for you sometime? Man. Maybe it's your great, 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 great grandmother. You know, I was privileged enough to know my grandparents a little bit. I actually knew my great grandmother, man. She was about, about sawed off about this side right here. And she's a, she a little Indian woman, man. And she had hair that was down past her feet, but she had a bond, man, made hazel jealous. That thing was like way up to wrap around here like that. And man, she was sitting there and she chewed that tobacco, man. Maxwell House Court, a uh, little thing right there. And her hand would shake like that and still focused on the Lord. You know, and I talked to her. I, I, it's always amazed me. I always like being around older folks. Except my wife, she's young. That's wisdom right there. That's wisdom. You see that right there? We just threw that right in there. But you know what? Because they could teach you some stuff if you listen. And that's something you don't want to listen a lot of times. Oh, I know what I got it. I know what I know what I got it. But you know that's amazing. That what's at the heart of a lot of time a thing is 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 a result for people taking some time with you. I remember when my grandma Chapman died. My grandfather was still alive. And I thought to myself at 14 years old, how can anybody pray that much? How can anybody pray that much? It wasn't a bad thing. I just, every time I talk, he said, hey, honey, come on over here. Yeah, praise God. He was just praying all the time. It's amazing. And I think about some of the stuff we're playing and doing stuff. I said, no doubt he was praying for me, praying for my sister, praying for my cousins. And I think, man, thank you, Lord, that I have a praying family. How about you here today and you say, well, I ain't got nobody praying for me in my family. Guess what? You got a family right here to pray for you. Absolutely. And many times before you even roll out of bed, you've been prayed for. That's a good thing. And I know it goes both ways and it's very much appreciated. But you know what? The heart of the matter is this. Where is Jesus in your life? Is he in the center? Is the focus on Christ? Everybody doing good? We're going to pick it up a little bit here. So I think a lot of times we need to check our position. Are you the man in the middle? Sometimes we like to drive the bus. How many people like to drive? Got to be in control. Got to be in control. Yes, indeed. 
Anybody like that? I ain't looking at nobody because they're going to look back at me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You think it's all about me. It's all about me. It's all about me, right? Isn't that something? It's amazing. And then you start wondering why nobody wants to hang around you, hang around you, <laughs> hang around you. Because it ain't enough for both of us. It's all about you, right? It's amazing. Have you ever seen somebody get mad because you treated somebody really good that didn't treat you so good? That makes sense. Have you ever seen somebody, well, if they did that to me, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that you know what? You're actually witnessing to two people when that happens. You're witnessing to the person that wronged you, but you're also witnessing to the other person. So, you know, I really don't like that. And I'll never tell you to be a doormat as a Christian. But Lord, help us to respond like you would. And sometimes it's hard, isn't it? Release the hounds. <laughs> yeah, you know. But I would never, I would never tell you to be a, a doormat. But you know what? Lord, help us to respond like Christ would. So people will see Jesus in every situation. And when we blow it, be quick to jump back and regroup and say, Lord, help me out with that. So I want to ask you today, who's on the throne, right, of your heart? Do you, just, do, you, do you ask God after you make all the mistakes to help you? Or do you ask him before to guide your steps? You know we do. We buy something and then you get into the payments doing. You say, Lord, help me, right? You didn't ask me when you were picking it out, did you? You just said, what color is that? Oh, that's good. How fast will it go? Yeah, you, you, you ask the sales, but everything, and he's going to tell you just what you want. He is. I got to say, me and Denise, over time, we picked up a few cars. and really hadn't had much cars worth anything until the last few years, and I'm thankful for all those experiences. But I told her a long time ago, I said, baby, when we go look at a car, you don't like it. You don't like it. She said, but I do like it. I said, that's what they're going to know, and then they're going to charge us more money. You don't like it. She said, okay. And she goes, I hate when you go buy a car. She really does. Because I know what's going to happen. They're going to, they, you know, I don't care. When you get older, you don't care. I'm 51. I don't care. I can't imagine at 80. I'll be like, yeah, yeah I don't want that. It's ugly. Give me another. You know? Yeah. I go there and we're looking at a car. And, and, and she wanted this car. I was like, okay. And I went. And the guy said, we got a deal for you. I say, man, that's something else. That's all right. I said, well, I don't want to waste your time. He, he, he had circled all these prices. He had, you know, this is the price and this here. And but you're going to get this price right there, that price right there. So he said, this is like trade-in and this is this and we, this is retail. This is the price we could do it for you. I go, well, I'm sorry I wasted your time today. Does your wife like the car? I said, well, she ain't buying the car. I said that when she went in there. <laughs> he says, well, what do we got to do to earn your business? I am not kidding you. This is why Denise does not like going with me. He had his hand out and I moved his hand over and I circled this other price. <laughs> I said, that will get that car sold. He said, why don't you take it for a drive? I said, why don't you circle that price? He said, well, just drive it first. I said, circle it first. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I did. We get in the car. I said, if you like the car, we're going to buy the car. She said, why? I said, he circled the price. I know. See, because what's the deal? If it's a good deal, that's great. But I'm not going to do what he wants to do. I'm going to do what God told me to do because I've been praying about going to get a car. Right? And you'll say, oh, they'll never do it for that. I said, well, I guess we'll have an extra one out there. His detail man will be out there next week. I don't care. What does this have to do with all this stuff? If we go to God first, it's amazing how he can make up the difference, isn't it? It's amazing. But you know what? The world will tell you everything else, how you can make up the difference. Just on a little car buying tip here. I remember one of the first cars I bought. I said, man, that's more than I can swing. He said, you're going to save gas. 
Oh, well, I'm going to save gas. He said, how much do you spend on gas? I said, oh, I don't know. Oh, you'll save that much in gas. Oh, really? But he didn't tell me about the personal property tax. <laughs> he didn't tell me. Well, that car's like 20 years newer than what you were driving. You're going to pay for it, boy. See, the world's always got a counterfeit. Huh, come on. Don't they always got a counterfeit? It's shiny and new. It's shiny and new. Look over here. Shiny. Look at it. Oh, look at it. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, isn't that beautiful? That's fake. <laughs> you know? It's a, look at it. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. And then you turn around. It's fake. But you know what? God's not fake. God's for real. He's the truth. He's amazing. And let's keep on going with that. We need to check our position. Review the proof. Watch out. How many know that uh, you're waiting for me to fall, weren't you? <laughs> Inside family joke. Inside family joke. My sister, sister-in-law, I love her to death, boy. If you fall, she will laugh at you. She'll say, I'm so sorry. I'm going to pray for you. All right, that looks like it's broke. But review the proof. You turn around and you look at things and you say, wow, what about the proof of Jesus Christ? Look through the word. Look through all those things. Over and over and over. How many know Elvis was pretty well known, right? Who? Name some other people. Buddy Holly, different things like that. They barely talk about it. Jesus been gone for 2,000 years and they still celebrating it, right? That's what I'm saying. The truth never changes. The truth grips your heart and grows where you start saying, man, what's going on here? How in the world does this, this, this work here? And you start seeing that God's worked in my life. You know the best way to share Jesus with somebody is if you get to share a testimony with them. I was sharing with my buddy the other day some of the things that God had done in our life. And next thing you know, I was so excited, man. My arm's been hurting. My arm stopped hurting. I was talking about this. And I said, this is what God did. This is what God did. He's on the edge of the city. He said, what else did he do? You know, I wasn't making anything up. I was just recounting the things that Christ had done in our life as a church family, as my own family, in the family of my friends and, and other believers. It's amazing when you start seeing those things and you say, wow, do you remember when we were here and God got us through that and he got us over here? He's not going to leave you, leave you behind. But you know what? The best thing to do is check our position. So what's your position? Are you in a position to receive Jesus Christ? Are you in a position to say, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Are you in a position to say, you know what? I have no regrets. I'm walking with Jesus. You know, a time goes by. We had a lot of people with birthdays, a lot of different things going on and things. And I, and I think as a pastor, unfortunately, you, you meet with a lot of families at some tough times. And you know. And sometimes, you know, people know that they're going to leave this place, and sometimes they don't. But those that I've had the opportunity to talk to, I often ask them this. First, I want to know, that they know do they know Jesus? That's number one thing. And this is what I found. I said, well, would you do anything different? And you get all types of answers. All types of answers. Well, I'd have done this. My grandma told me, she said, I'd travel more. You know? But I like getting it to the, to the root of the situation. Yeah, I know you might want to travel more, Grandma. Boy. She said, but the Lord has blessed me. And she started naming the blessings of her family, of her favorite grandchild. No, I don't know if she said that or not, but I was hoping she would. But she would talk about all these different things. You know, I think about when I spent time with my dad. And he said, man, I never thought I'd live this long. 
You know, he's like, I never thought I'd live this. So this is amazing. He said, he said, son, you're looking at a kid that worked in the coal mines and ended up working in something that went on the move. That ain't nothing but God. A testimony, a testimony, a testimony. And here's the thing. That testimony resonates not only in their life, but in their children's life. The legacy you live behind. The legacy you live behind. Man, you know what? I see it right here. The pink couple back there. Way pink couple. Your grandmother has prayed for you guys, for your wives, since ever. So if you messed it up, it's on you. <laughs> You'll be all teared up there. But she always said, even when the first, she said, I just know they'll get the right one. I said, how is that? She said, I pray about it all the time, that God will bring the right one in their life. That bring no extra for me. But that's how. <laughs> but isn't it good to have a family that's praying for you? Let me tell you something. You got a family here that'll pray for you. But even better than that, you got a God that died for you. You got a God that rose for you. You got a Savior that you can live for. You got a Savior that paid the debt in full. That's what I want you to hear today. And I want to take just a few minutes and think about that. And then we're going to share in communion. But today, I want you to know. Yeah, we talk about the man in the middle and all those things. I don't want to just gloss over that. We're talking about Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, the only one, the only name that you can have freedom in, the only name that you can have salvation in. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you today for the, for the message and for the laughter and all those things. But Lord, I most of all thank you for Jesus Christ. And Lord, I thank you so much. That today could be the day for somebody to come to know you as Lord and Savior. Father, as we talk about all that you've done and all that you do, your word's very clear. It says, all of sin and fall short of the glory of God. That means that you know what? That we need you. He says there's one way to heaven. And that's through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If you're here today and you were to die today, would you know for sure that you spend eternity in heaven with Christ? You say, well, I don't know. I hope so. No, you don't have to hope so. You can know so. The Bible says if we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's what God's word says. We make it hard. So today, let this be your day. Let this be your day. You say, what do I need to do, buddy? What do I need to do? We're going to take you right through God's word. He says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You can pray this with me from your heart. Dear Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I know you're the resurrected Savior. I need you. Forgive me of my sin, Lord, and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. With that being said, I'm going to ask the ushers to come on up. And um, we are going to partake in communion. And I want to talk about that just a minute. Communion, we have open communion. What does that mean? Open communion means this, that if you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, you can put your faith and trust in him, and you can partake of this, and we're going to share in that in just a little bit. All right? Let's take a look here. We've got the ushers coming on up here. I want to kind of walk through a few things here. I want to talk to a, to a little bit about communion. The Lord's Supper, or communion as we call it, is a visible representation that symbolizes the death of Jesus Christ. Amen? It reminds us of his, great, of his great sacrifice that he laid his life down for us. It's the truth that our promise of the risen Savior is here. 
It's a reminder that our salvation is the complete work of Jesus Christ. Isn't that good to know? So we want to celebrate that today. And I'd like to read a little bit from God's word here, and then we'll pass, we'll pass this out. I, I, I hate that I need to do this. But when you get these, these little tabs here, well, first we're going we're gonna to pray, and I'm going to read some scripture. And if you just pull this, I think you just pull it down. Up. Push it down, and then pull it back up. And we're going to take the bread first, and we're going to pray. We'll take that. And then we're going to pray again, and we're going to go ahead and take the juice, okay? So it gets a little tricky, but you guys can figure it out. So with that being said, I want to read from God's word, and I'll have the ushers to pass that out. First, I'm going to go ahead and pray over this. Lord, thank you for the body of Christ. Lord, thank you for your great sacrifice, and thank you for your love for each one here. And Lord, as we partake of this, let us remember what it means. Ah, that you have given your life for us. In Jesus' name. We'll pass this on right here. I'm going to read a little bit while they're passing that out. I ask you to just open that and just hold on to the bread. And they'll pass it back and forth. But I also want to read from God's word while they're doing that. Okay? 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 31. It says, For I pass on you today what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Take a minute here as they pass that out. And, and what I love to do is take a few minutes and think about what God has done for me. Reflect on that. And if there's things in our life that we need to change and confess to the Lord, confess it to the Lord. Today is a fresh start in Jesus' name. reflect on all that God has done for us and the beauty of the sacrifice of Christ. You say, how in the world can 
such a sacrifice be beautiful. Well, it's beautiful in that we are free in Christ, that we have been set free and we're set in the family of God. I want to read back where we were here. And he said, the Lord Jesus took some bread and he gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is the body which is given to you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us take the bread. Then the Bible says, in the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper and saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people. An agreement confirmed by my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes. Let's take of the juice. says, you know what? I love you because I love you because I love you. That you are worth it. That you matter. And I want you guys to hear that today. But I also want you to grab hold of that through faith. And uh, you know, the Bible talks about after they shared in communion, they, they had a song. And I want to share a song with you. I'm going to ask you guys to, to jump up and I'm going to play this along and I, I think it's going to be a blessing to you. 